I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr., a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. I'm Steve Smith Sr. And I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut to it, cut to it, let's get down to it, cut to it. We ask the questions you always want to know, but no one ever asks. Let's cut to it. You ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. Cause you know it's on. It's on. Cause you know it's on. You ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. What's up? Welcome to Cut To It. How are you, Gerard? Man, I'm well. Wonderful. Fantastic. How about you? Good. Um, just, can I get one? I don't want three. Just, just one. How are you, Gerard? I can't be all... Well, how are you going to limit me? I don't feel like being... Li- I'm not being limited today. I'm just uh-uh. joking. It's, it's almost Black History Month. I will not be limited. <laughs> Speaking of Black History Month. <laughs> backstage... Backstage Joe's Joe. pulled up. Joe, <laughs> please step up to the mic. How are you today? Good afternoon, fellas. How y'all doing? What up, man? Doing excellent. Please walk us through... How does a brother like Joe operate moving forward in Black History Month? (laughs) It seems like every time Backstage Joe gets called to the microphone, there's some discerning event that needs to take place. I told you, you only reveal yourself from the the shadows of the cut to it production uh, when you have something 
pertinent to say, and and we had some conversation uh, outside of the studio that is uh, it was hilarious. Hilarious. Well, we, the names will be protected, please, to, to, to hide <laughs> the innocent. But there is a uh, individual, individual yes. that that I know very well mm-hmm. that is in the. You just know. Yeah. We just know. Her. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, she came home and at oh, I, he, the individual that went to her house. <laughs> okay. Excuse me, this individual that I heard from a guy <laughs> who my cousin Bradley knows your buddy John and said that she went home. Yeah. Hold on, no, hold on, hold on. You, you see all the, those names. You see the difference between right. a, a, a black storyteller and a white storyteller? Because mine would have been like, so what happened was, <laughs> and man, the names. Boogie oh, was, was over there, or, and then Ray Ray. He, he I said, was going to go with Boogie, but like, no, I didn't stop see. lying. He said Bradley. Bradley. Bradley Brad. and John. Bradley's cousin John. Aunt Karen. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so this young lady was telling me about what they're learning in school, obviously, for Black History Month. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we're all familiar with that. And, they, you know, they... We the, are? The, the, yes. You went to school, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Just making sure. <laughs> you went to school. I think. I don't know how far you went, but at some <laughs> point in time, they probably discussed this. Right. So she was going over some of the topics that they were going to be going over in class yep. to to pay homage to uh, Black History Month. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm all ears now, and you guys yeah. know where I'm going with this. Hold on, though. <clears throat> worded the way it was worded, they were reviewing. Yes, reviewing. So, do we review Christmas? No, we have Christmas. Okay. Celebrate. Do we, we celebrate yeah. Christmas. Do we review Thanksgiving? Celebrate that too. Uh, Easter. Celebrate it. All right. Hanukkah? Celebrate. All right. All of the above. All of the above. We don't review. Let's review Black History Month. <laughs> so they were celebrating Black History <laughs> Month in this school. Okay. And, and and I will phrase it to our listeners as I phrased it to you gentlemen, and it's going to be multiple choice. <laughs> okay. As far as options. As far as options gotcha. on what they were going to be learning mm-hmm. throughout in the month. school throughout the month. Gotcha. Okay. So one might be, you know, the famous Martin Luther King Jr. speech on yeah. how it, yeah. you know, solidified mm-hmm. and, and everybody understood where it was coming from. Impact. For equal rights yep. and impactfulness. Yeah. Yep. That, yep. That's an option. Yeah. Okay. Didn't go there. Okay. All right. Second one. Um, maybe we can go with Rosa Parks and oh, her yeah. impact wow. in the South. Okay. Yeah. Montgomery was boycott. Yeah. Yep. You know, okay. Maybe a little Harriet Tubman. Ooh. Yep. Just just to understand the influence and the impact mm-hmm. and what she went through and everything. So many, uh-huh. so, so many different choices. Yeah. So many choices. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the final? The final one, they were going to learn how to step. <laughs> step. Step? Step. Like, like, like hold on. Like, like for like up. Wait a minute. <laughs> And don't put no boom in it. <laughs> they were so you got so, uh, you, hold, you got don't let me Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman, anything, Rosa bro, Parks, anything. and then stepping, stepping. This young lady looked me in the eye and said they were going to be going over and learning how to step. Okay, why? Who are they going over to? Um. So. There was a, another individual in her class mm-hmm. who was a minority. Who was a minority? Mm-hmm. Who was black? Was black? I was, yeah. was black. Yeah. You're splitting <laughs> hairs here, but uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And they were going to celebrate uh-huh. 
Black History Month, and this young lady's mother happened to be um, who was a Delta, mm-hmm. which uh-huh. I'll let you two ex- expand on what that means uh-huh. in the air quotes here world of stepping. <laughs> yeah. So in Black History Month, yep, we got another. We got a. We're gonna review options. Celebrate. So let, so see, let we're let celebrating. Me, celebrate. So let me get this right. So you guys six year our 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 two youngest are the same. Well, it used to be two youngest. Yeah, I have I, I got I got a one year old and a six year old. You, yeah, your youngest but, is six. But yeah. so Ducey and Mia are the same. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna ask you're asking a group of children for Black History Month, do you wanna read? Uh remember yeah. and regurgitate. Reflect, yeah, reflect, reflect any of these. All of those or do you wanna dance? Yeah. That'd be like asking <laughs> Mia and Deuce, yeah. hey, you can have cake for dinner, <laughs> chicken, or Brussels sprouts. Right. Which one you think she right. gonna pick? Right. Brussels sprouts. <laughs> she gonna they pick. Want the, they want the activity. Yes. And, and that is, this is not to demean, because we got a bunch of listeners, it's not to demean the Divine Nine, any of the no. historically black uh-uh. uh, sororities, fraternities. They have so a rich history. So a, many of... A rich Mar- history. MLK was an, was an alpha. There, there's so many um, fraternities, sororities who have had meaningful contributions to, not just black history, history overall. They, they serve the community. However... That we, should not be... <laughs> right. Hold on now, before right. we even get there. Now, is the teacher of this individual's class a Delta? No. Black. <laughs> no. Cut to it. So, so, so the influence. So the influence came from where? A parent. So oh, what made this what her, teacher decide the to go, four this, options. Is, this is the route we're yeah, going? Right. Yeah, like, see, <laughs> like, waiting how, by the how is How is stepping. Or, 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 no, how, that, how, is the, how, is, how, how is, is the curriculum built by a parent and not. The school the system, or, or at least the teacher, so, right? Yeah, we're going to skip over Rosa Parks, right. Martin Luther King. Malcolm X, anything. Uh, 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 Harriet Tubman. We just, y'all going to, right. I'm going to teach you how to, uh, oh, first of all, I'm going to, we're going to step. Right. Yep. Like I said, not, and not that there's anything wrong it's with it. It's nothing wrong just, with it. It's the it's fact just, that <laughs> it's an option. Like, there's so many other activities. Yeah. They could have or, experienced, or, or individuals that yes. we can that, that we can talk about, and we're the, living in the, North Carolina. Frederick Douglass, yeah. right? They're, so, so they're going to. He was step. a DB, right? <laughs> oh. 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 Whoa! <laughs> you might get another technical. You go into the shower. <laughs> Penalty box for you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so how does her? How is this uh, instructor? This this um, uh, 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 educational provider, I would assume, north of fifty. So, fifty year old white lady has given a a classroom full of non black folks. There's two. <laughs> she told me <laughs> this individual. So the dynamic of the, the facts class. on the table. <laughs> so there's two black kids in the class, and then one of the parents of the black kids wasn't offended. She goes, ooh. I, I know what to do. I, I'm going to teach him how yeah. to step. <laughs> Come on. 
Oh, for Black History, for Black History, like there's so, like I just, there's, there's so this much. This is so more disrespectful that we, that there's so much more that we could have done, and I don't know if the teacher just wanted to. All right, I got two she black kids in my class. Let me, yeah, and I let, can identify. Let me let them have a can, voice. Yeah, because I, you know, I want. But hold on, the, no. The temperature of the country right now, I better listen to them, which is fine, right? You want to. So you gonna categorize waves. them like, well, I know little Lisa can't read, but <laughs> <laughs> she, she killing it on that stomp. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, just so many different ways. We could have went. Um, that is so. Uh, that is so. Thurgood Marshall, W. E. B. Du Bois. Like, there's so. There's, there's so, so much to do. Unex- that, <laughs> so unacceptable. It's a tree with a bunch of roots. George Washington Carver. Oh how my about, God! Right. How about doing one, trying to attempt one of his inventions. Yeah. Right, creating something. Right, Jackie Robinson. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Nope. We're gonna step. We stepping. And then the parent falls into yeah. the trap. Right. She gonna sign herself up. Right. I don't know if there's an approval form coming home. Like, <laughs> like I, I'm not sure. We didn't have the Black History curriculum built way in advance. Like, this ain't our first year doing this. It's this ain't only one new. damn month, <laughs> right? And it's the right true. after Christmas. The short one. Yeah, it's the short, <laughs> the short, short one. That's what it is. Hey, the short month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's wow. put it on there. Right. Every four years, you get an extra day. Oh, here it is. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, so is that is does that extra day fall this year so y'all can get y'all some no, extra that was last step? Year. That was last um, year. I was public that was schooled. Crazy. I don't yep. know. <laughs> Gosh, that's horrible, dog. Oh, well, so goodness. so that's this individual that you don't know but very close to. Um, what did they decide? Um, so of course. She could have cake or she could have Brussels sprouts. Yeah. <laughs> she chose the cake, yeah. and she was ecstatic. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know, as, I'm, as we're starting to understand more of this social media game from mm-hmm. Backstage Joke, the whole TikTok thing, like, she was all about it, trying to figure out different moves and oh, steps. So- <laughs> she was going all – she's going to get an A. I'm going to promise you that. She's going to get an A, so I've heard, this okay. individual <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> but – so tell us, Child how did they life. divide out the teams? Well, I mean, there's a team captain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, it's pretty and easy. The story I mean, I just keeps getting worse and hey, worse. And I wonder, who, which God, two this is your, are the team captains? Well, this, these are your tax dollars at a, work a in very, the school system. A very good friend of mine who speaks on another network on Thursday night always taught me <laughs> that you have to paint a picture for the audience. But I think this picture's painted. Like, yeah, we I'd know say. who team captains are. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> we know. Uh, please tell, though. In well, case, who, who the team captain? It's Bradley and Karen. There's <laughs> <laughs> a damn Karen in here, all right. <laughs> That's for sure. No, it, so this young lady that I may or may not know very well <laughs> is super excited to do it. Yeah. Just, and, you know, to go for the real for a second. Yeah. I know we're having fun, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've been real the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if, if, if backstage Joe can be serious for a second, uh, learning that culture and yeah. learning all the individuals we talked about, obviously we, we've taught in our household. Mm-hmm. I got two fine young gentlemen like you guys that, yeah. that, that she learns from. Mm-hmm. If she was around okay. and I knew who she was. <laughs> <laughs> that... She has the luxury of yeah. understanding Having and, access. and, and yeah. looking, oh. you know, towards the world. And, yeah. you know, I heard, like, just for a quick example, <laughs> um, around the holidays, this young lady might have gotten a shirt or a sweatshirt that said, just be a good human. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and that's what 
these fine parents of these of, of, this, of this little girl try to instill in her. Uh-huh. So I know we make light of it, and yeah. you know we we here she does her best to be able to yeah. include all and mm-hmm. make everybody equals. But I just thought it was hilarious, and of course I had to tell you guys about it when I found out about it. Yeah. The grapevine yeah. that they actually were going to be teaching stepping for Black History Month. Gosh. Sad indictment, but at the same time, man, it's um, awful. It is <laughs> awful. It's we don't have a cane at the house. Like that's I, I don't. That's that's fraternity. Oh, sorry. Because <laughs> the Greek folks are not gonna come at me, bro. You know how sad that is for Black History, right? You teaching these kids how to step. Oh, that is. It. I don't want to say it. This that is so race racist. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna say for Black History? Yeah, y'all need to identify. Right. So we're gonna teach y'all how to dance. Right. It's just like I said, it's it's definitely It's a reach. There is it's a it's a big time reach. Oh it's a big God. time reach because awful, again, the contributions of our fraternity sororities is unparalleled. However, there's just so many different ways that Man, that, that we could just go beyond and you just look at a normal uh black history month curriculum where there are things that get glossed over there are things that we don't always include but man we at least could have got to the to the to the mlks to your point the rosa parks to the third good marshals to, to all we these other step. things we went straight to that that's what we're gonna spend a month on holy y'all gonna spend a month shit it's gonna take about two months for all them uh offbeat to <laughs> 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 I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Ask me who we got next. I'm offended. I mean that parents of that daughter is offended. They're going to go into March by the time they Hey, I got to get inside of this. Who we got on the podcast today? Coming up on the Cut To It podcast, we've got Chris Smith, a defensive end for the Las Vegas Raiders. He was all SEC at Arkansas. He's a father of three and a native of North Carolina. Chris Smith on the Cut To It podcast. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Hey, we appreciate you. Our first yeah. segment is called Get Iced Up. So you, you're from North Carolina. You're familiar with Smitty. You're familiar with Ice Up, son. This is our version of Icebreakers. We got to get you iced up. They're random icebreaker questions. You don't know what's coming. Might be a follow-up, might not be. But Smitty will get you the first one, and it's time to get iced up. Okay, well, I ain't studied for this one, but I, I really nah, you like ain't, you went close to Oh, I love it. You know why? <laughs> because it is an open book test about you, Christopher. Yeah, gotcha, I got you. So if you fail, it's because you stupid. I'm ready for it, though. I'm ready. Oh, all right. What are you afraid of? Mm. I'm afraid of failure. That's what I'm mm. afraid of. Why is that? Just because, I mean, you want to, you know, you want to win, like, in everything, you know, so when, especially, I guess, when it comes to ball or whatever, and just things in life, you just want to win at everything. You know you can't win everything, You know what I'm saying? Two more at everything. Like, you ain't never learned. Man, I hate failure, man. I hate, I hate, But you've learned from a failure, though, haven't you? Yeah, you learn from it, though. You hate it, but you know it's a bittersweet, though. You learn from it, though. You know what I'm saying? Necessary evil. Yes, yes. If you can learn a new skill, 
what would it be? A new skill. Mm. Mm-hmm. I would, uh, you know, I'm a music guy, man. I always like, you know, growing up in church, I played drums and stuff like that. Uh, I always wanted to learn how to play the lead guitar. I don't think a lot of people mm. know that about me, though. I always wanted to learn how to. My cousin could do it real well. He never taught me, though. But I was always a drum mm. maker, but I always wanted to learn how to play the lead guitar. Now, would you go on time? Because sometimes drummers at church, they 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 sometimes run in a little bit late. I did. <laughs> I know. I did. I know church My mom folks. was the choir director. You know, so she'll give me that look, though. You know, but I, I, know, I you did, supposed to be late. I did. Yeah. I Y'all came from the lie. same house. How you late? <laughs> and she drove. I know, man. Especially when I was able to drive, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She was like, yeah, yeah, man. I was, I was late, man. I was late. Down there at the fellowship hall up to no good. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, um, are you a restless or restful sleeper? Um, I think both. Mm. I think I'm both, man. I mean, I guess it's just really, um, I've been told, you know, that I snore and stuff like that and everything, but like, uh, I think it's a little bit of both though. Mm. I think really mostly, um, you know, this is my first time playing on the West Coast team. So I ain't gonna lie, I'm in bed by, at first I was in bed by like seven o'clock. So that was some rest folks sleeping, mm-hmm. you know, cause I, um, but it was kind of going back and forth cause I had to get used to the time change, but it's getting better now. So I say a little bit of both though. All right, last one. This is a curveball. You're in Las Vegas. You're also currently, formerly the Oakland Raiders, being yes. on the West Coast. Oakland has a huge Latino community. Facts, 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 they do. How do you say football in Spanish? Oh, gosh. In Espanol. In Espanol. In Espanol, that's how you say it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Almost cursed. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Chris. Hey, that, hey, I'm telling you, them defensive like players. <laughs> so you don't know. Would you like me to tell you? Yes, I need that. All right. Football Americano. Football. Football, yeah, you got football the, Americano. The accent mark is over Football yeah. Americano. Football Americano. Yeah, that was a good curve, but I did not know yeah. that one. I said. I did not know that one. <laughs> you know, he's, I was like, I was trying. To, I was like, hold on. That was you came with it afterwards. You know what yeah. I'm saying? No, I, I was, I was, I was holding your hand, Chris. Yeah. I was holding your hand. You still want to act up? That, that boy still. He still want to get on the teapot ride on the full stomach. No, no, you just ate. We tried, bro. You just ate. I but it's crazy, you. though, you say that. I did not know that. They have a, a big, you know, um, Spanish base, you know. Um, no, you uh, did not know that? I did not know that until I, because, I got here. Oh, till you got here, see? That yeah, that just shows the East Coast, West Coast. Facts. The, Facts. The, the lack of knowing each other. Because when I moved to Charlotte, there were things I just, like, I did not know about the southern culture of the south time yeah i know it's different yeah different way yeah. way yeah. more laid back when you lay back man. no lay back vice versa, be, like, man yeah, lay back lay back is an hour late yeah 
the South is you two hours late on the wrong day. Yeah, and, hey, I was gonna say it's not even it's not even punctuality thing. It's just everything moves slower. Wait, let me slower, tell you. Let me tell you a quick pace. story. One time I had of a just a landscaping guy scheduled appointment one two o'clock, mm-hmm. twelve o'clock on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. This dude came Thursday at three. <laughs> hey yo, you just gotta you gotta you gotta mix up. Yo, my man. <laughs> Uh, what you doing? Oh, I'm here with such and such. Hey, bro, you about two days late, and you <laughs> two hours late too. Oh, I would have been pissed. Look, <laughs> get off my property. Oh, what's the big deal? We crazy. had it on Tuesday. I blocked off my schedule. Yeah, and you come on Thursday at three. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't work with you. South, South is different, man. You, but you, you get accustomed to it now. You almost you are you are honorary Southerner now. I, I don't bring your ass on t- at two days. <laughs> still is on the he, 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 he don't define the South. He, we ain't gonna let that dude define us. I I, I run into a, quite a bit of those though. <laughs> that's 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 the South though, man. Yeah, I would have been heated at that too. So right. what what is what has been the eye-opening culture change for you? Coming from, you know, Rowan County, coming from a a, a, a small town mm-hmm. of North Carolina, mm-hmm. going to, you know, uh, Las Vegas slash Oakland, like that West, like Las Vegas and Oakland are West Coast, West Coast. Like mm-hmm. they rule West Coast, yeah. they busy West Coast, mm-hmm. and they are get out my way, I'll pull a gun out on you at the red light, West Coast. Yeah. Yes, facts, facts. I, I feel like um, mostly with me coming here, I mean, other than the time change, but um, you know, uh, just, you know, you West Coast is a vibe though. It, I ain't gonna lie, mm-hmm. it is a vibe where, you know, the, it is unmatched from the East Coast. But I think the one thing that I do miss and it's different out here, like is the southern hospitality. Yes, you know, I agree. Yeah, yeah, and everything like that. So that's one thing that I I, I do miss. Like you know, I'm walking through my neighborhood and and I was like, hey, how yeah. you doing? And they just walk right past you, like so, yeah. like, you know, yes. they just walk right past you and stuff like that. But yeah. uh, um, I think that's you know. But as far as just everything else, though, man, it's I mean. It's, it's beautiful, like um, especially people think when you in Las Vegas, they think you're on the strip every day, you know? <laughs> but I stay in Henderson, Nevada, so I, this is about my, right. my brother, my brother is yeah. a fireman in mm-hmm. Las Vegas in Hendersonville. Mm-hmm. So he, mm-hmm. he works out of there. Yeah, and it's like a, it's like a vibe, man, out here where you know, it's not, you ain't gotta, you know, people, you know, especially back home, country town people, oh, you just out there gambling every day. That's what my mama said. You gambling? I'm not a gambler, first of all. But, you know, they that's what they first think. But it's really, like, uh, really nice places out here, man. And, um, and uh, especially the Henderson area and stuff like that, man. Really nice places, man. We have to take a break. And more than anything, we got to pay some bills. Mm-hmm. You got checks. I love cut to it and I, I love it even more when you download us and subscribe. And you can follow us on social media too, Smitty. Where where at? That's at cut to it on Instagram. What about Twitter? At cut to it. Facebook. Cut to it featuring Steve Smith Sr. What about online? 
And you can follow us at cuttoitpodcast.com where you can buy merch and you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. I got all my answers questions. Um, I got all my questions answered. That's what I'm here for, brother. Cuttoitpodcast.com. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Wark, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women, like, especially when it comes to Black women. The way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean, it's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. What did you... Aspire, what you want to be growing up? Um, I always, I always, um, I thought I was gonna be the next LeBron James, the six one. LeBron <laughs> James. I thought I was, but it didn't work out that way. So my high yeah. school coach got on me and everything. But um, yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't play foot. I always played in little league and stuff like that, football. But I always, you know. Um, ran track when I was little, basketball, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't play fo- football my my freshman year. 
or whatever. Cause my mom and dad, they was like, they want you, we want you to focus on your grades. So we had to choose one. So I come from a basketball family. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna play basketball. I played as a freshman on varsity and um, uh, he uh, he's passed away. But my 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 high school coach, man, he was, he was like, are you crazy? You can get an $80,000 scholarship. Are you crazy or whatever like that? You're never gonna make it in basketball. And I was like, man, you just hate him. <laughs> but then I came, <laughs> I came out my sophomore year for football, man, and like, just, just, I mean, it, I always played when I was little, but what you call it, like, it just clicked. Everything just clicked, man, and just coming off the edge as a speed rusher. So, hmm. yeah, man, that, that's how it all came, and came into place, though. But I, I, I did have dreams, like, I guess, like, most so, of most people, of being a basketball player. Where are you from and the place you call your hometown? Salisbury, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, is there like a little small? Is that yeah, he, he giving you? He giving you the next largest it, it, town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking. <laughs> about, yo, no, you ain't gonna fool. See, I'm from North Carolina. Yeah. You ain't gonna about to oh, fool me. I, I got it right here. <laughs> you ain't about to fool I, me. I don't want to. I know where you from. I bro. don't want to <laughs> pronunciate it incorrectly, like, but I also want you to tell me if, no. Yo, yeah. not your yo. If you was from hometown. <laughs> Mr. Smith. Yeah, if you would have been from Salisbury, you would have said North Rowan, you would have said Salisbury. Yeah, West Rowan is not Salisbury. Where bro. are it you? what it is. <laughs> no, See, where? My high school was yes. in Mount Ullo. Yeah. Mount Ullo. Well, my home address is Salisbury. Okay, all right, all right. Since you said so, home address, we're going to let so you slide. So Mount, Mount what? Mount Ullo. You play in the NFL. Mm -hmm. You've experienced some highs and lows. Mm-hmm. Here's some unique things about your hometown that I'll let you chew on. 80% of the residents at least completed high school. 15% of the residents have received bachelor degrees or higher. Is that a fair assessment from your observation of leaving and coming back? Yeah, I would, yeah, I would believe that. I mean, we got yeah, a lot of I can see his mind working now. I, I yeah, feel, yeah, you're like, that's why Jerome act the way he act. <laughs> Romy, Romy. <laughs> I, I believe that. You got a lot of people who graduated high school, but, you know, in college, you know, they would get homesick or, they, you know, mm -hmm. they had a party too much. And then, you know, by after year one or whatever, or year two, they, they out, you know, well, so I believe it, that. Or it's just not even on your radar. I don't, you mentioned what he was dreaming about being LeBron. Like, I don't even think I really dreamt like in high school or anything like that. I really? worked for, I worked for Balo and I was a cashier and I was a badger. And I real talk for a while, I would see our general manager come in and he had a brand new Ford F-150 truck. And for a good bit, even my senior year of high school, bro, I really sat and thought about, man, if I just stay home, and I work my butt off at this grocery store. I, get that I can be I can be a general manager and I drive around the F-150. Mm -hmm. You don't go many, and Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, but you see so many people when you're back home, you're not exposed. When you're from a small town, you're not exposed to some of those larger things. Like when you do get those opportunities to go visit a college campus or you get an opportunity to hear a guest speaker come to your to your high school <clears throat> that someone on the staff maybe knows or something like that. Or you do have that rare occurrence where there's like a uh, for, for, for me, Deems May, you know, tight end mm -hmm. comes back and talks, come back and talk to you. You don't see those things mm. when you're from a small town. So I can honestly say for a while, like. I didn't have 
a dream. Like I was like, all right, I'll just do what everyone else does. Or you, you know, you want to go work at everyone else works at furniture factories or whatever it is that these small towns are known for. You just kind of hop in line. And next thing you know, you're on the, you're on the factory line doing what everyone else does. So, I mean, Chris hop in, but that's, that's kind of yeah. how it is sometimes when you in a small town in, in North or South Carolina or some of these rural areas in the South. That's crazy. You say that. Cause that was uh, one of the reasons that like, might be country and South, but I went to Arkansas. Cause it's like, it reminded me certain parts reminded me of home, even though yep. it was far away from home, but everybody know Arkansas, you got little rock pine bluff and all that. And where the school is Fayetteville, certain parts reminded me of back home. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I committed right away. And then, you know, everybody from like, you know, Salisbury, Mount Ella and everything, like you say, Moors, all that states and everything, everybody, just got that like that southern hospitality, mm-hmm. and that's how it was in Arkansas. You know, everywhere you go, especially, you know, being playing for the Razorbacks, whether you are the pro team anyway, or yeah. whatever. But yeah, like I mean, it's just that that southern hospitality. I, I committed right off the bat, or whatever. And I always told my mom and dad, like it was like you like it here. And then when they, we came out and um did my um official visit or whatever and everything, they was like, you're right. It does like certain parts remind you of back home, and I think that's why. I, committed so fast did you also commit because you had no other option and it's crazy you say that i would say yes because Mm. of just seeing so many guys before me like they would kind of like stay close to home and they didn't like you know succeed and stuff and i was one of of those i had to get away (laughs) so you had the highs of winning national winning a championship in high school yeah. What were some of the lows of that success? Um, I would say, and um, y'all would be some of the first to hear this. Um, okay, having the big junior year, because on my sophomore year, you know, that was the first time I played football because I didn't play my freshman year. So my sophomore year, I made all conference, all county, all that. So my junior year, you know, um, that's when I had the big season or whatever, uh, you know, 28 sacks or whatever like that. We won state championship. So it was like senior year, you know, that's when I had, you know, offers and stuff coming up and everything. And um, I had got hurt or whatever. And it's kind of basically, you know, kind of trying to live up to that expectation. So my senior year, I was like, and I don't make no excuses, but I was, I had like hurt my Achilles. I had like a sprained Achilles or something like the whole, I remember like the whole season. And I had committed to Arkansas and man, my coach, used, I'm glad he did, but he had uh, stayed hard on me. Like, you, you're not, you're not playing good enough uh, to be SEC my ass and all that. He said say everything, but I was really hurt. So, and everything like that. So I guess that was the one of the main thing, you know, playing through injuries, but you know, you gotta still like, you still gotta go. And he was, I mean, I'm glad he did that or whatever. He, he prepped me for college and uh, hmm. and everything like that. But that was probably the, one of the probably the, like the adversities I had to deal with and stuff like that. But I ain't gonna lie, my college coach, hmm. The Heat, I would say, out of any level of football that I played for, I know y'all know him, Bobby oh, Petrino. Oh, he got a he got a potty mouth. Yeah, <laughs> Bobby That's Petrino. The best I can say. Oh my god, he was a little mm. weird. I ain't gonna lie, he do. He got a potty mouth, <laughs> but he he hey, that's one of the hardest coaches I ever played for, man. Oh my gosh. What you What'd you learn from Coach Petrino? Mm, great course. Basically, I mean, he was all business, like, and, you know, 
he didn't take no junk or whatever like that. And basically, he just really prepped your mindset. I remember when I first committed to Arkansas, he came to my high school, and he was like, I know you can play physically, but can you handle it mentally? And I didn't really know what that mean, you know, coming into Arkansas, stuff like that. But now as I'm, you know, going to my eighth year in the league, and Steve, you know how it is, the ups and downs with the business and stuff like that, and, you know, the, the with football at the national, the top level, Man, you gotta you gotta be you know what I'm saying mentally strong up top because if you not it can take you this way mm. and that way you know what I'm mm. saying so that that was one of the things I learned to, is mental toughness from Petrino as far as the football part. What have you learned that you did not know anything about as far as the business of football? The thing about it is they always trying to replace you no matter mm. how good you play. Um, it's all about, and it's um, Chris Clemens is one of one of my guys, um, you know, who helped me, you know, when I was a rookie and stuff like that. And he had a saying, they trying to get you the best for the cheapest. <laughs> like that. And that, that was one of the main things about it. And and this politics is its highest level, you know, and um, and that's I mean, I hear Odell say that's one of my one of my boys and stuff like like the one thing that, you know, coming from college into the NFL is like it kind of takes the fun out of it. But you got to in the NFL, you got to like separate the two, the business and football and basically put your own fun into it, because that's I mean, it's like, as you know, it's a business at the end of the day. You know, so that was my my first experience. I mean, to give you an example, you know, I get drafted fifth round with Jacksonville. I made, you know, had a great preseason. Um, I made the 53 fine colors. And, you know, I was inactive the first game. I think we played Philly. And then the second game or whatever, uh, right before we, fin I think we finna go play, it was the San Diego Chargers then. We finna go play them. Like, they cut me on that Saturday. And I'm like, what did I do wrong? Like, why you cut me? Well, this guy had a concussion, and you were the healthiest man on the 53-man roster, so we got to cut you. But we're going to bring you back, though. The reason why we cut you on Saturday is because well, nobody see you or whatever like that. So I'm like, all oh, sad. They were like, oh, no, don't be sad. No, we're we, we just doing this. We want to keep you here or whatever. So we're going to put you on practice squad or whatever like that. So I was on practice squad for, like, four or five weeks. I'm thinking, like, I'm like, man, like, this how it goes. I'm down to myself or whatever, and then like, when I started, D-Lyman got hurt or whatever, and then I'm back up or whatever, and like, off of limited saps, I, I think I played in six games or whatever like that, and had three sacks or whatever, and you know, finished with, uh, with a good rookie season, but it's just like, in the NFL now, as far as the business, like, it's like, you just can never get too high on your high, never get too low on your lows, mm. man. And let's <laughs> go back, because I think people are not really following is you were you play on Sunday, mm -hmm. you release on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. The reason that's important and why teams do that is because they go into Saturday with a set mind. Mm. They already know on Saturday, Chris is not playing. Thanks. He may be on the bus, he may be on the plane, but he ain't getting a jersey. Yeah. Unless something Stratic, 
something horrible happens, but even if that happens, well, his ass ain't playing. So, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So they they and and here's the worst part. Here's the worst part about that. They knew that Wednesday yeah. when he came in at eight a.m. and he's having we've been planning it for days, and he's having eggs for breakfast right now in the facility. They know Chris ain't playing, yeah. and yeah. they also know by before at least before Friday when it's Freedom Friday and it's uh, and it's a catered company coming in with that good meal. That Chris won't be playing either on yeah, Friday. Yeah. But yet they're practicing him, yeah. making him feel like he's part of the team when they know at some point in the next several days, he will not be part of the team. He will not need a jersey. It, he may need a sideline sweatsuit, but he don't need no cleats. He don't need a mouthpiece. It's not something they're getting used to when you you just walked us through when you were at West Rowan, you got almost 100 tackles, 16 sacks, you uh, second all-team SEC, and now you get to NFL. Hey, oh, 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 no. and they And they gave a card with his name on it, mm-hmm. with his information, his height. They gave it to the draft person. That draft person said, yeah. with the such-and-such such pick for the Christmas. Jacksonville Jaguars, we select Chris Smith and you want high. from Arkansas, and you're on high. And they call you, hey, appreciate you. We love what we saw in your film. Mm -hmm. Hey, we can't wait to get you here. And they give you, it's like a recruiting trip. They give you lobster when they, (laughs) when when they recruiting you, then they draft you. Hey, the bologna and cheese down (laughs) down the hall, hit a right. So you're on you on that kind of high, and now now you got to get adjusted to the business of the NFL. What's what's that transition like? I mean, it was it was hard, um, and uh, you know, cause I mean, I got cut like my second week, um, and everything, and it it was just crazy. Like, you know, people back home were like, "Well, he got drafted. I know he, you know, what I'm saying that that's all he was gonna do. He wasn't gonna succeed in the league." But um, mm-hmm. you know, they always say like, you know, once you understand the business of the NFL, you'll be okay. How long did it take you in your feelings? to adjust to the business of the NFL? I would say the first time I got cut and then I would say my going into my fourth year when I got traded to the Bengals. I would say that because I always tell people I done been through everything in the league, like as far as everything, you know, like nothing surprises me now. But I would say that was the like two times, like after I got traded, I was like, okay, like, you know what I'm saying? This ain't no scholarship no more. <laughs> I'm out of scholarship. This was actual, you know, contract, actual business. What did, well, what did they tell you when they traded you? Was there a conversation or a dialogue in the transaction? Well, actually, uh, I was driving, I remember this clear as day, I was driving to go get food. It was the off season, well, right a week before we had had, um, just finna go on the off season workouts. And I was driving to go get food and uh, the GM called me. He said, Chris, how you doing today or whatever. So I'm thinking like, they let me go. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, you know, GM called, he's like, oh man, here it go. And, uh, you know, he's like, well, I think this will actually be a good thing for you. Um, 
you know, because they used to always have me up and down or whatever. When I used to play, I used to produce. But um, he was like, we're going to trade you to the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'm like, okay. We decided this morning and everything, think this would be a good thing for you. So, you know, keep working hard, man. We, we wish you the best. And it was like, click. <laughs> so how did you process being traded? Um, I was, it was like a shock. I was like, man, I was like, it was like, oh, man, I'm going to Cincinnati, you know, and, you know, I'm with Pat, man, Drake Patrick, Vontez and all them boys. I was like, oh, my God, you know what I'm saying, like that. But um, it was actually good, though. It was somewhere where I had an opportunity, you know, um, to play, you know, with a guy like Michael Johnson, like I say, um, Pat, man, um, Gino Atkins, um, Carlos sure. Dunlap, guys like that. So it was actually good, but it was shocking at first, though. Like you say, it's already been premeditated. So, <laughs> yeah, man. I think it's about that time. Just uh, take a little breather. Good do it. Good do it. Let's get down to it. Good do it. Hey, Gerard, where did you get that T-shirt? You mean this thing? Oh, yes. I got it from CutToItPodcast.com, where we have exclusive merchandise. Shout out to our guys at 704 Shop. But, yeah, you can go on. Buy you a t-shirt, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. 
This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to on purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. How has this season been affected? This NFL season been affected by COVID? Bro, it's been like I tell, I, and I and I tell people this, man. Just to just to be like be playing and you know be on a roster this year. Um. It's just like one of this. It doesn't make me appreciate football even more. And, um, you know, just hats off to the whole league, the players and all that, because um, it's really like you're in like a, 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 like a jail kind of on your bye week in a Thursday night game. Like, you know, usually, you know, you can go and, you know, see your family, you know, go kick it or whatever like that. Like, you know, I got three, you know, beautiful children. Like I haven't seen them since August. Like because I can't you leave your kids since August. I haven't seen them in since August because you can't leave um, from out of town or whatever like that um, because you have to take COVID tests every day. Um, we got to the point now where uh, my whole uh, defensive—I think the defensive back coach or whatever like that—caught COVID. I, I officer coordinator called a couple uh, guys like it's somebody every week that's that's catching it that. Steve, we won't even go in the building. Like, we have virtual meetings from the house or whatever, and you're only in the building for, like, an hour and a half, and that's just for practice. You know, you, you live and are you allowed, 15 minutes, and you got to get you out. Allowed, <laughs> are you allowed to shower in the, you know, not not asking too much TMI, but it's just more <laughs> yeah, yes. operational. Like, ob- operational, just time. because. Wow, they're timed? So you, you, time, you got a time shower? Man, yes, you like so. You said, "How you, you like example how the schedule go? <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take, you gotta, you gotta be quick with it because you gotta. We was one of those teams that was on protocol because our, you know, we had a guy like every week catching it, catching COVID. So the, um, they give you like uh, only um, a certain amount of guys can be in the locker room or whatever. Only ten guys can lift, you know, like that. So like you had to be like out the building, probably. I think by what we'll, we'll get done practice at like 1.30, you got to be out the building probably like 2.30, 2.45, and you got um, Zoom meetings from home or whatever like that. It's, it, bro, it's it's crazy, man, like crazy. From my vantage point, that doesn't sound like a blessing. That doesn't sound very, like, I don't know why you would, I'm being a little bit sarcastic, why you would be appreciative of being able to have a time shower and, and being able to, you only can lift at this time and you, you you basically the old school at the butcher shop or at the DMV when your number's called you're so allowed to be served until your number called you can't get up yeah facts I would say appreciative in a way just about especially I was always told uh, my brothers in this like about this year about guys that you know that 
as far as like they didn't have no pro days or whatever like that. Guys just coming in that was coming in from college or whatever. Like, just think about how many guys that did, you know what? And if you wasn't a high name or whatever, like you really just didn't get a shot. It was basically off a of straight film like that. And mm. like how many guys like see they cut like the guys that they they had already paid. Like, you know, I mean I, I got one guy that um this is my boy. He signed with the Redskins. He signed, you know, one year, five million, you know, guaranteed. Like, and they just cut them, like, just to cut costs because you you can't have no fans. Like, you, you can't, you know, what I'm saying, do this, that, and the third. So, like, it's a lot of money the NFL was losing. So, just to be on a roster during this time, like, it's just like it's a blessing in itself. And then with all the changes, because you know, like, we go back to that that business part, especially when they ain't got no fans and you know, this, that, and the third, and all that, like, you know, you gotta cut costs somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Let, let's roll up our sleeves and, and and really get a little bit deeper into, you know, into Chris Smith. September 11th, uh, we all know that was a horrible day for Americans. For you, this is also a harder day. Take us through that day. As all that stuff is going on in New York, you're at that time going about your day, but obviously that night ends in a way that no one's seen coming. Mm -hmm. um, basically, um, that's that's one of like been, I mean, that's the hardest day of my life. Um, but I always tell people you gotta like cherish and live life each and every day because you don't know when it's your last. Um, I was, you know, with my girlfriend Batar at the time and um, we actually was um, headed to dinner um, and, you know, cause she had just had, you know, our, our baby girl Haven. So, you know, how women is, you know, I, I want to take her out sure, you know, a good time. We were actually going to play the Jets on Monday night. So um, I uh, took her out to eat or whatever like that and, and everything. And um, we went to like a, a hookah, hookah lounge or whatever, cause she loved hookah and stuff like that. And um, as we're driving, um, I hit something in the road uh, we do a 360 spin. We hit the, you know, the, the side of the highway. And um, the, the, the most craziest thing about this story is like, you think that's the miracle because we got out without a scratch. My car mm. was totaled, everything. I mean, got out without a scratch. You think that's the miracle. And, and this happened where? This was in Cleveland. And, um, you know, she, they, 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 she stands on the side where they, the people tell you to stand. And um, I was, I went in the car and was looking for my phone or whatever, because I told her to call my brother to um, call my teammate. This is one of my good friends. I'm Christian Kirksey to come pick us up. And Christian, Christian was on his way and I was trying to find my phone or whatever, but she had hers. And when I'm in the car looking for my phone, I just hear just, just, this big bang. It happened so fast from the impact. I thought it was in front of it, in front of me, but it was really behind me. So I'm looking for everywhere, everything. And I actually walked down like 30 yards from the car and I see her shoot. And like, soon as like that, I seen that like my adrenaline started running. And I went 30 more yards and like, I walked up on her body and she was like, when I walked up on her, I knew it like, it was gonna be a miracle for her to come back alive and everything. Like, so it was just that was that was just a day that like really mm -hmm. put life in perspective. Just to like, 
you know what I'm saying, live, you know, every day to the full, because you don't know when it should last, you know? I tell people like, I'm like, man, adrenaline is really a drug because like my adrenaline was running so so fast that like that when it happened or whatever and they pronounced her dead, like I didn't even like cry, nothing. Like it was just like I was just like, okay, like somebody wake me up from this dream. You know what I'm saying? It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was crazy. It was crazy, you know. But uh, the one thing about it is like that that I, I tell people all the time is just like. You know, God don't make no mistakes or nothing like that, but that you got to really, you know, cherish your loved ones and and things of that nature because, like, you don't know when it's your last, man. You know, and that was just something that just, just crazy how it happened. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, what I went through on September 11th, you know? So, but that's one thing about it that people always, you know, they, they, they love and hate this about me. I always, you know what I'm saying, in a negative situation, I always see a positive. I got a beautiful daughter. You know, she's um, she turned one in August and stuff like that. And I'm just, just thank God it wasn't, she wasn't in the car and it was both of them. So at least I still have a piece of Patar, you know what I'm saying? So the one thing about it and, and everything like that. But yeah, man, that was a crazy day, man, uh, for me, man. But uh, it's one thing about it. That's the most, that going through that helped me obviously in life, but even on the field too, man. It just, that's the, the most top adversity you could ever go through, you know, with anything. It truly, I'm, I know the meaning of that saying, they always say, what well, don't kill you, make you stronger, you know, cause it don't get easier, but you just get stronger. And that's, you know, that's how I was able to get through and still get through to this day, because she's never going to be forgotten, man. Never going to be forgotten. So Chris, how will you explain this to your children? one day that's that's going to be the second hardest part um Mm. my um my daughter was seven um and my son was four but um when haven you know and it was the crazy thing about it but haven when even though patara passed away when she was three weeks three weeks old or whatever three weeks and you can show her pictures of now of her mom she still knows her mom like mm. she still knows that's her mom. Even at that young age, at three weeks, she still knows her mom. So I, I always tell people, you know, I'm getting through it, you know, uh, and uh, I'm moving past and everything, but that's going to be the next hardest step when Haven comes to me and be like, daddy, how did mama pass away? Or daddy, she goes to school and be like, well, why does so-and-so have their mom? Those are going to be the hard conversations and stuff like mm. that. But, you know, we're going to talk and, you know, get through it, man, and um, and everything. And um, I have to let her know that she has her auntie, she has my sister, you know, my mom and dad, you know, Batar's mom and and dad and stuff like that. So I just gotta let you know, just let her know that. But it's that's that's gonna be the the next toughest part, you know. what I'm saying like that. So. And our last segment is called the Deep Three. They're just a series of three questions that just allow us to take the conversation to a deeper level. So Smitty, go ahead and give him the first of the deep three. What's the most important thing you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before you learned those lessons? Mm. I think the most important thing I learned in my life is just basically how to take the, uh, advantage of um, the position I'm in. Um, And I think uh, the main thing is, you know, before that, 
you know, especially, you know, being good in football and stuff like that, but, but before that, not knowing how blessed I am and actually seeing that I'm really blessed. Um, I think that would be the main thing about that uh, as, as far as knowing now and then prior to then. What are you most grateful for? My kids, man. Uh, my kids, man. They, uh, they, they. I'll, I remember I put up a caption. Uh, they I always ask God to make some better me's, man. My kids, man. Um, they keep me driving. keep me going. Um, you know, they're, they're growing up and, and seeing their personalities and stuff like that. And I'm just grateful for my kids. Uh, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without my kids, man. How have the lessons of football? been applied in your everyday life? Mm. Man, these questions are good, man. Oh. Well, that because we cut actually... That, cut it, cut that. We, that because that. we actually do research. I don't want to know, what is it like to tackle <laughs> you just Mikhail yeah, Harmon? Yeah, what is it like to tackle we care, Patrick Mahomes? We, we care, but we don't care. <laughs> I care your big, big ass falling on Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> You're supposed to. You're supposed to. You're right. You're right. I would say this, man, and that's a good question. Because with football, um, I don't know if y'all know. Um, I know my, uh, trainer Dre told you, Steve, um, I'm starting a restaurant um, mm -hmm. and lounge. And uh, actually, just with, with, with doing a business and having, you know, with football, what teaches me with that is, and it really doesn't help me as far as this year and everything become a better businessman is basically knowing there's going to be ups and downs um, and just knowing how to keep your composure and keep moving forward. You know, I, um, with my um, restaurant lounge cloud, like I always, I, I want it to happen so fast, like, but I know it's just a process. It's just going to happen, but I know it's a process with getting through, you know, this, that, and the third or whatever. Yep. And that's the same thing with football. Like it was a process or whatever that got me ready for the greater purpose. Um, and which I'm blessed to go into my eighth year in the league and stuff like that. But it's certain process I had to go through. So that helps me in everyday life as far as not even with my business, but just in everyday life as it is. Like I go back to my saying, I know I sound like a broken record, you can never get too high on your highs, never get too low on your lows. You know, um, you got to win each day. And um, that's the same thing in football uh, about winning each day. Heck, I always tell people you get paid to practice. And you know that Wednesday practice is hard. Like, you know, Steve, that Thursday, the past day, Friday, red zone, Saturday, walk through to do the cleaning polishes, and then you go out there and play on Sunday, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, just, just winning each day, you do that every day in life, you know? and everything so that yep. would kind of answer that question about how football my lessons in football show to teach me my lessons in life i appreciate you coming on man it's it, it's been outstanding yeah. congratulations on uh your restaurant and your hookah bar and i i i've learned this and you can keep it if you want you can discard it man but i i read this a couple of weeks ago and I've been, I've been really holding on to this and knowing what you've been through and how much, um, and knowing you've been raised in a church and also knowing how much life 
has tattered you a little bit. You got a little bit of, you know, you don't have that ducks back. You, you, you got some whelps and, and, and a, a little bit weather. A refinery. Yeah, a refinery. And so when I say this and I read this to you, tell me what comes to mind. Gotcha. So here it goes. You ready? There's something that I believe in and I, and I'm going into, into 2021 and moving forward with, and it goes like this. I am unique. There is only one person like me. I am worthwhile, competent, and lovable. Mm, that's powerful. Why? That's powerful. Um, I would just say when the first thing comes to mind to me is just shoot, just loving yourself and believing in yourself, man, and investing in yourself, and that'll take you a long way. Especially after the you know situation I went through a year ago, like that's that's the main thing. You know we're starting the beginning of the year, and yet this is a man who has you know according to everyone, according to Lorenzo O'Neal. We get, you know, we have, we get to, we have experience in, in the NFL, any sports to get paid a king's ransom mm -hmm. to play a child's game. And with COVID going on, essential workers, people losing their jobs left and right, uh, 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 waiting on the government to give stimulus checks out just to keep people afloat. And these, these men and women are playing sports because that is their way of income whether you like the amounts or not that's their way of income and there are people you heard Chris saying that he hasn't been allowed to see his kids not because he's a deadbeat not because he's a degenerate or a, a, a owes a debt to society is because protocol is not allowing him to see his children and that's a major part of his life. Yeah. I don't, I for one, I knew that there was a lot of protocol around not just NFL, but NBA and NCAA. It's, 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 it's gotten tightened across all these different leagues. For me, it just begs the question, why are we doing this in the first place? I, I hear what you're saying. That's, it's how they're, it's how they're making their, their, their living. But it's also, um, man, at, at that point in time, that would have to be tough to, to play through that, even from from your vantage point, being a, a former NFL player, retired now, could you put yourself in those shoes right now? It's it, I answer every time. It depends on the way my bank account is set yeah. up, because that financial freedom gives you the ability to say, "Man, I don't want to deal with this." Right. But if you don't have any other source of income or your source of income just started this year. Yeah. All you have is this. Mm -hmm. You got mortgage payments, you got insurance bills, you, you, you have that cell phone, like yeah. it, all of that stuff. And so, you know, not to get in his, in, in his pocket, but it's just one of those things. He's also at that pivotal point where he doesn't know how much longer the NFL will allow him to mm. still keep playing. Right. But even you, you didn't see 
some of the higher earning no, players, they haven't opted out, no, so they're they still haven't. playing for yeah. some sort of reason. So, yeah, what, what would be the, what's the, what would be the boiling point? What would be the frustration? Well, point some toward? guys are playing because the love of the game, yeah, the routine of being an athlete, and then sometimes, and I've had it in retirement. What do I do if I don't do hmm. my job that I've been doing since I was? It wasn't a job when I was a kid. But it's a job yeah, now, man. It's part of my life. Right. Like when I when I quit playing football, I literally had a morning period where I miss football, like I missed that first love. Yeah. Or it's like I'm not gonna be able to do it anymore. Yeah. So it it it, it is not just a, a means to an end or a way to make income. It is something that is a part of you. Mm. And if you played it like I started playing football, whether it's flag or tackle, in the third grade. Mm. The third grade. Right. It's a huge part of your life. Man, it's, it's, it, it, it affects you. And you don't, re- what does they say? You don't realize how much you miss something until it's not available for you. Yeah. That's why. So you've been sharing with our listeners. Yep. An excerpt from one of your readings. Yeah. Where did it it's come a, from? It's, a, it, it's not a meditation in a Catholic or or Buddhist. It's a it's a meditation. It's a men's meditation based on. I try to start my day every day reading God's word, and it's and it's focused on is is based on God's word, but also based on a quote or excerpt, a scripture, and then also just words of encouragement and. It's focused on men, mm-hmm. and and I think a lot of a lot of men that I know question their value, question are they worthwhile? Are they more than just making checks to bring home? You know, making expected more than just bringing home the bacon. Mm-hmm. Like, what is what is my worth? What is my value? Outside of monetary, outside of materialistics, what do I bring to the table that says I'm good enough, bare bones, mm-hmm. as who I am? And so I I, I really uh, love books that really focuses on and makes me think. Yeah. And if I'm not thinking, then I just kind of feel like I'm just... Well, you know, I'm just kind of, oh, um, I'm just th- skipping through life. Yeah, you're right. Just walking down the street with no direction. Yeah, and so that th- that's why it's 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 something that um really, um I was always had a plan for football. Um, now I have a plan for my life outside of football. How do I impact? And really, for me, it's um, <clears throat> being able to leave an imprint on the world. And, and, and really, that's that's my goal. And I don't know what that imprint is, but I'm learning and following that imprint right now. I feel like just me being honest and transparent. Yeah. And and not not acting like I have all the answers, but really just saying, hey, maybe in a room of ten, I'm the only jacked up person, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. But then I think what's gonna what you're gonna find out is. You're in that room of ten, and then all ten hands can go up yeah. because everyone's feeling the same thing. But at I, some point in time, but I'm confident enough to say, I don't know about the rest of you, 
but I'm willing to be this. Yeah, but I'm willing to let you know. I got problems. <laughs> <laughs> As we all do, man. Yep. But hey, you you are one day at a time, one step at a time. And if that's something that with and with anyone, you have to find something that you can hold on to. Yep. Whether that's something that you that you're that you're reading, whether it's something uh, music that you hear inspirationally, whether it's what, whatever the case may be, everyone has to have something they hold on to. So, man, it's kudos to you for, for finding what that is and um, just being willing to improve every single day. I Appreciate think it's really cool. You are a unique person. You are well worth it. You are competent. And most of all, you're lovable. I'm Steve Smith Sr. I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut to It with Steve Smith Sr., that is me, is a production of Cut to It LLC, Balto Creative Media, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From Cut to It, executive producer Steve Smith Sr., co host Gerard Littlejohn, Talent and Booking Manager, Joe Fushi, Social Media Team, Wesley Robinson, and John Show. From Balto Creative Media, Cut To It is produced by Brian Baltashevich and Meredith Carter, with production assistance by Alex Labreck. Production Manager, Sarah Pollock. Theme music by Alex Johnson. Lyrics and vocals by Anthony Hamilton. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.